1: All right, welcome back. It's hour two of fantasy sports today, right here on Sports Grid. Craig Mish, along with Joe Pizapia, for the next hour. We got you covered. Uh, I'll also be back a little bit later on Scott Farrell's show, Coast to Coast, updating you on everything happening with Major League Baseball. So make sure you stay tuned a little bit later to that. If you missed the first hour of our show, On Demand is a great spot for us here at Sports Grid. We are very unique in the sense that we post all of our content, every single show that we do uh, on our YouTube channel. And of course we have a 24 hour radio channel as well on sports grid radio. So if you're missing out on any of the great things that we're doing here, uh, definitely proud to be part of this group who certainly uh, are, I I think transcending the way that we cover sports, fantasy sports, reality, sports uh, gambling. And as you can see, uh, I'm here for a reason. And the reason is to update you on everything happening in major league baseball. Do it for the next two months. The update today, Joe, is simply put, very upsetting in the sense that one Major League Baseball team has had an outbreak of COVID-19. Several players have tested positive on the Miami Marlins. They've postponed their game today. My belief is that game tomorrow against the Orioles will be postponed as well. We've had a Major League Baseball game aside from that postponed, which is the Yankees and Phillies, because Miami was in Philadelphia yesterday uh, using the visiting clubhouse, so that certainly will have to be disinfected. All of the Philadelphia Phillies players, according to Ken Rosenthal, are being tested right now for COVID-19. They'll have those results in 12 hours or maybe tomorrow. And then we'll see how the Phillies made out of all of this. And hopefully they can continue to play their season tomorrow. But certainly a wake-up call, I think, uh, for baseball, for every other sport, that if they're going to get through this, it is not going to be easy. It's going to take a lot of discipline. And honestly, it's going to take a lot of luck, too.
2: Yeah, well, that's the other shoe to drop right now, right? So if the Phillies players start testing positive as well, that's where you could see the spiral beginning. And I asked the question, you know, at the top of the uh, other hour and the first hour here of the program of what if this was a team that had a lot of aspirations that was a contender this year? Because I think that automatically changes some people's perspective of what's going on. If you're the Yankees, the Dodgers, or perhaps even the Phillies. Now, if that's the other shoe to drop here and we have 10 guys in the Phillies then test, I think then you're going to see a whole different approach here going forward. And if there is an approach at all going forward, but Craig, wouldn't you think that is basically the next 12 hours is how rampant, how much, and where do we go from here? Because that is the worst case scenario. The best case scenario is, you know, everyone tests negative and everyone's fine. And, and they're able to actually maybe get baseball back in a few days here with the Marlins playing with the taxi squad, Uh, basically the taxi squad or whatever's left of the Marlins team. However, The next 12 hours are tenuous, to say the least, I would imagine.
1: Yeah, I I would say so. And I think that that's, it could be the determiner as to whether or not this Major League Baseball season uh, continues or not. I do believe that they will try to push through, at least according to the million texts that I'm getting uh, while we're doing the show today and try to navigate through that as well. But I do believe that there is a chance of that. I think the question that everybody should ask themselves at this point is that if they do continue, and this is an isolated situation and it essentially is one team having an outbreak, how will this affect that one team? And this one team is indeed uh, the Miami Marlins. And, um, and I want to run through some of the potential players that are on uh, the Marlins uh, squad that are in their alternate camp right now. They have several players who are rookies that could potentially be called up as soon as tomorrow, Joe. Uh, One of them is Monte Harrison, who uh, was an outfielder that that probably was very close to making the club, and he was involved in the Christian Yelich trade, and they have very high hopes for him. Uh, Jesus Sanchez is an outfielder that showed a lot of power in their summer camp 2.0. And then they have Lewin Diaz, who is a first baseman by trade, but in a pandemic, maybe he's a catcher, Joe. I don't know. We'll, we'll, We'll have to see. Uh, also, I should have included Jazz Chisholm on this list. He is the shortstop they acquired in the uh, in the trade last year for Zach Gallen. But I, I don't think any name is out of bounds right now from using, and I didn't even get into their pitchers, because we certainly don't know how many of their pitchers are even going to be sidelined for a couple weeks.
2: Yeah, uh, look, this is all very difficult, and it's all very fluid. And that's what we're all trying to figure out here. And uh, there will be some games tonight. Uh, obviously, two are canceled right now, and we'll see what happens in the next 12 hours. But, You know, Craig, I think we're all just kind of bracing, hoping for the best and fearing the worst. And I think that's fair. I think that's, uh, look, this was always a possibility. We knew that getting into the season. We were very much aware of what we were all getting into. And I think the players and the owners and everybody knew as well.
1: Yeah, I think so. And I think that that's kind of the key at this point is sort of figuring out how baseball, how Major League Baseball can improve the testing process as our radio listeners join us here on Sports Grid, and how baseball can learn from the situation that had with miami but joe what i don't want to see and i and i know this is coming from a selfish point of view because this is the team that i cover and i suppose there is a silver lining in everything maybe all of the prospects that miami has are better than a lot of their big league team and i would guess that if they press on joe uh Similar, I think, to the Saints a few years ago, maybe Miami gets a huge fan base out of this where everyone, because of what's happened, starts rooting for them. I mean, maybe they become America's team, but selfishly (laughs) and realistically, I mean, I just, it would be fun uh, to see kids succeed and overcome all odds. I I just can't say that I feel it's realistic that that they have to do this with 15 guys or 12 guys. Like, I, I think if it was three or four and... They were snatching kids from their Jupiter camp and putting them in the big leagues, and they were succeeding along with the big league players that they have currently on the roster. I said, wow, this is the story that we've been waiting for, the positive story of a team overcoming, like yesterday. I I don't know how any team overcomes losing a third of their team in any sport, Joe. I mean, I I just— No, I
2: don't. don't Look, the ripple effect, too, is you also have the people who, you know, if anyone is not feeling right at all, they're going to get yanked now. They're going to get pulled out and quarantined right away. And checked out. There's not going to be any margin for error now after this, which is, I think, the other thing we're talking about what happened yesterday and some of the other decisions that might have led to this situation right now. Yeah, I think so as well.
1: Uh, Let's take a look, real quick, at our top stories, which we covered for you um, a little bit uh, earlier. Justin Verlander out for the year. Uh, Or maybe we'll come back, depending on who you believe. We'll have more of that when we come back. All right, welcome back. It is fantasy sports today. Craig Mish, along with Joe Pizapia, as we follow this uh, breaking news in Major League Baseball and uh, all over the world, I would guess. At least the BBC seemed to be interested in the story about an hour ago, so I went on with them too. But this is a wild uh, story here, with so many players testing positive on the Miami Marlins, and in terms of uh, having an outbreak, how baseball, how Major League Baseball decides to respond is going to be critical not just to baseball, Joe, but to all sports. I think this is the watershed moment of knowing how and if we can play through this. And baseball was the first one back on the field, and now they're the first to have this litmus test to see if they can continue.
2: They are, and it was inevitable. This test was coming. We all knew it was going to happen. And uh, I think we're all just waiting to see when and where and how. And what the response is. And now we're going to find out. Now we're going to definitely get to see. And the NBA is on the precipice of returning. NFL watching closely. And uh, let me tell you, it's a big deal here to be sitting with an international superstar in Craig Misch to break this all down. Because – yeah, I I mean, BBC what's next? I mean, this is this big time stuff here hanging out with you. I mean just 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 by accident now all of a sudden I feel like I'm a slightly bigger deal just to bask in the glory of Craig Nish for a few moments. it's
1: not, it's not glory on this story I gotta tell you. No, I I much rather, I'm just much retry, rather.
2: like I'm trying to bring some levity to a darker day here because it's I been know. a rough first hour of the program here for all of us because we love baseball. we love sports we want to all this what are we going back to? Tiger King with Raneri? No, no. We're definitely not doing Tiger King with Tiger Harry. King. Uh We can't do any more birthdays for Craig Mitch. Please, Mary no more birthdays.
1: Oh, he was talking about the Tiger
2: King every day. He loved it. Well, Joe it has a few tigers. I'm, I'm, look, if there's anybody in this I, network that I has not, some sort of exotic animals, it's Joe. I
1: would agree. I think that
2: there's a right? good shot of that. But
1: yeah. All right, so on to baseball, and go back and watch our shows on demand. You can catch everything that we're uh, talking about here uh, at nauseum with this, but it is a big story, and so certainly I'm here on the ground floor in South Florida. I'm happy to be here and talking to you about it. Let's take a quick detour, though, and help people out if they are just watching us for fantasy today and really are not interested in that other story. So, fine, sure, here we go. Here are the top uh, fantasy ads of the week, and Joe, I would ask that you uh, you know, certainly – Uh, Comment, And if you have anyone else that I missed, please uh, enter it because I did not do a great job on the waiver wire last night. Although after three days in uh, the League of Alternative Baseball reality, I am sitting right near the top. So I'm very happy after the first few days of of results there. I'll have to check my uh, Tout Wars team later. Uh, Oliver Drake got a statement for the Rays, Joe. So uh, maybe, could be, who knows? Uh, Raphael Dolis, is he the backup? Is he the potential closer to uh, Ken Giles with Giles being out? Maybe, sort of. Who knows? Bass is another option there. Uh, look, the Astros at this point, who do they have starting? This is going back to last year, losing so many players. Uh, is Forrest Whitley now the next man up? Maybe Josh James goes back into their rotation. Uh, Astros have to get this figured out pretty quick. They could also make a trade. Let's let's not uh, kid ourselves there. And they still have Granky. Uh, Irkuty is is nowhere close to being back. And then Spencer Howard, who looks like one of the top pitching prospects in baseball. After the way Vince Velasquez looked yesterday, Joe. Why they keep going back to Velasquez? I have no idea. I mean, it, I mean, come on. At some point, it's like it's like banging your head against the wall. This guy is just. Just walks, guys, and every every year it's Mm -hmm. like an amazing start and then two bad ones and then amazing one and then two bad ones. And the Phillies' pen is a wreck as well. I I think they need some help here. I wouldn't be surprised to see Spencer Howard up. So that's what I got for today.
2: Well, Spencer Howard was earmarked to start Friday, but that was where the game got canceled today. So I don't know how that's going to flip the rotation. Uh, That could be a situation where maybe that does not happen now. Maybe it does. I think it's tenuous at best. However, Spencer Howard's a guy you should have been owning already. So if for some reason you're in a very casual league and he is still available. You need to be adding this guy, okay? Uh, Innings were going to be an issue this year in a full season, but this ain't a full season. We're hoping it's a season, let alone a full season. Uh, Spencer Howard was absolutely brilliant last year in the Arizona Fall League. He has a really strong K-to-walk ratio, a strong K-per-9. This is a guy that misses bats. This is a guy that has good control. This is basically a kind of guy that you want in your rotation. And more to the point, if you're looking for the Phillies to somehow find a way to patch together what the pitching staff is right now, because the bullpen has been absolutely obliterated. The best way to help the bullpen is to get more innings out of your starting pitching and not expose the bullpen too much. And I think Spencer Howard's a way to do that. It's not Velasquez. And I think you were being kind to say two bad starts. Sometimes it's three or four bad starts before you get that good one. Uh, Forrest Whitley, the other guy you have as a starting pitcher on this list. Look with the Verlander injury, this might be out of necessity. McCullers look really good which is a guy that I've been very much on this year bouncing back. So I'm very happy to see that. But look, they can't lose Verlander in this rotation and expect to really make a run at the World Series again, in my opinion. However, if Josh James steps up, if Whitley steps up in this void, those are two guys right now that could very well finally harness all that talent and make it a reality. It's a big question mark. Uh, I like James more than I like Forrest Whitley at this point in time, but there's no reason not to throw some fab there. In terms of the two guys with the saves, I would throw as much money as you possibly can at the Toronto situation because elbow issues are never good in a 60-game season. I can't imagine them wanting to push him. And then as far as Drake goes, again, anybody who's closing games in Tampa historically, we can go all the way back to Kyle Farnsworth and Fernando Rodney and all the other guys in between. Uh, there's always going to be somebody at that Toronto, at uh, that excuse me, that Tampa bullpen who is going to be useful and t- going to accumulate saves, and every save is going to count in season-long roto formats this year. So that's my look at the board. Go throw all the money you can at Spencer Howard. Forrest Whitley is a nice kind of secondary guy too, as well, and then try to get as much as you possibly can of one of these bullpen situations.
1: Yeah, and I and I think it's fluid as we go, and, and certainly there's going to be a lot of changes to this. Uh, Reds are, are having a couple of players out: Mustakis, Davidson, and so uh, you know guys like that you haven't heard of basically for the Reds. could Senzel be up as well. also
2: that's, too. I'm not sure if you saw that. Yeah, as that, well,
1: that's a so. team by the way to keep an eye on with this uh, with this stuff as well to see how many players are out for them. Uh, but one player who was not out this weekend, who got off to pretty much as good as a start as we could have expected or asked for, Joe, is Louis Robert of the Chicago White Sox. And I know that Robert, in particular, was somebody that a lot of people overpaid for in going into the fantasy draft season. And uh, reality, fantasy, any way you want to look at it, I think we have to ask ourselves, is this the next budding star in Major League Baseball? Because if you look at the numbers from over the weekend, if this is a Major League debut. This is a rookie getting off to this start. And uh, and Robert, really the one note that I wanted to give, his average exit velocity is 100, Joe. I mean, that is... <laughs> Unbelievable. A hundred in your first three games of the major league baseball season. Uh, White Sox will have to figure out what in the world is going on with that pitching, getting blasted two of the first three games of the season. That's going to have to get fixed. But I have no doubt that this offense that they have is going to be good. And, and I do think that Robert is going to deliver on the potential that people drafted him with. He looks excellent thus far. And with anybody that hits the ball that hard, you know that eventually those are going to leave, go off the wall, or drop in.
2: Yeah, well, you can blame people like me for making that stock go way up in price over the last, uh, (laughs) I guess, 2020, really. And even more so, uh, I was driving that price up in the last few weeks leading up to redrafts because my whole take was I've seen a lot of Luis Robert at-bats last year, and I know what this guy is. And I understand there's some downside with the strikeouts, and I got that. But the point I was making, when you trim down the season to just 60 games, it's gonna take a while for people to catch up and find his faults and find the weaknesses and there are a few weaknesses in his game but that's not to discount how good he could possibly be and how game changing he is for the White Sox right now let me tell you this kid is the real deal he is a budding superstar it's not a maybe and the fact that we have a shortened season means there's gonna be less time of exposure around the league less time for people to figure out those weaknesses so you could see a torrid two months here from Luis Robert winning a rookie of the year if indeed we do continue on with the season he is that good he is this team. Talented. Think about Tatis last year, and maybe add yeah. some more because that's what Robert is in terms of a bigger player too, size-wise.
1: Yeah. No, I, I, I was really impressed with him. By the way, Yohan Moncada looks great too. Uh, yes. Elio has got whole White up. Pool. Okay, but yeah, that the White Sox offense is going to be something to behold, I think, this year. And look, the Twins offense is a step above. There's no doubt they proved that last year. But I I would keep an eye on that squad if they can get their pitching right. I don't know. Lopez and Giolito did not look good over the weekend for sure. All right. Provided there are games starting here in a couple of hours, it's time for us to take a look at those and a couple of the marquee matchups, which would include a 340 Eastern start with the Angels and A's. Joe and I will break that down. Also, the Tampa Bay uh, Rays are back at home, and they're taking on the Atlanta Braves. So we'll preview those games and some of the other games on the Major League Baseball schedule. And, of course, keep you updated on the very happening in Major League Baseball as it pertains to the postponement of games due to a COVID outbreak on the Miami Marlins baseball club. We'll be right back here with more sports grid on fantasy sports today. But first we've got an update coming here from Dan Strafford, and continue on here on the grid. So make sure you stay right there. Right back.
3: The Miami Marlins' home opener against the Baltimore Orioles on Monday night has been postponed as coronavirus cases continue to pop up among the team. Now they're saying eight players and two coaches with the Marlins have tested positive for the virus as an outbreak has spread throughout their clubhouse and brought the total cases in recent days to at least 14. This is a report from ESPN and ESPN.com. The Marlins remain in Philadelphia and continue to undergo testing after their weekend series there. Baltimore General Manager Mike Elias confirmed that the game in Miami was postponed. On Sunday, four Marlins players tested positive for the coronavirus, including that day's starter, Jose Urena. According to sources familiar with the situation, leading the team to delay its postgame trip home amid concerns about a possible outbreak. Jorge Alfaro, Garrett Cooper, Harold Ramirez all joined Urena as positive tests that are now known publicly. We wait to hear word of how many players are infected and whether or not this is a possible spread to other teams as well. In the NFL, NFL players who contract the coronavirus through, quote, high-risk activity away from team facilities can face team discipline and may even be at risk of not being paid. That's according to the league's new protocols, a memo sent by the NFLPA to the agents of players this weekend ESPN obtained a copy, outlined several rules governing player contracts as well as opt-out provisions and the contractual consequences of a cancelled season. Per the memo, the NFL defines high-risk conduct as attending an indoor nightclub with more than 15 people, an indoor bar with more than 15 people other than to pick up food, an indoor house party with more than 15 people, an indoor music concert, entertainment event with more than 15 people, a professional sporting event other than the applicable NFL games or events with more than 15 people, an indoor religious service attended by more than 25% of a venue's capacity. In baseball news, Houston Astros ace Justin Verlander will miss time with a strained right forearm, but he is disputing a report that he's finished for the season. The Houston Chronicle cited two sources in reporting that Verlander would miss the rest of the season. He was quoted on Twitter saying, quote, the report that I'm currently missing the rest of the season is not accurate. There is a forearm strain. I'm hopeful that with some rest it will heal. And I'll be able to return soon. Thank you for all the well wishes and we await word on Stephen Strasburg. He was scratched from his start on Sunday with a nerve issue in his hand. We don't know yet his long-term prognosis or if he'll hit the injured list. I'm Dan Strafford. This has been your Sports Grid News Update.
1: All right, thanks very much, Dan. We're back here on Sports Grid on Fantasy Sports today. I'm Craig Mish along with Joe Pizzapia. We're here every day from noon to two Eastern, and of course, we'll take you right up until two today. A couple of little programming notes for our show today. It has been four months. This was the first time in four months that we did not tell you what happened on this day in fantasy sports, and we did not tell you whose birthday it was. This is the first time since the pandemic started, and due to the nature of everything happening in sports today, Joe, this will be the first day we're gonna we're gonna have to say we we are sorry for uh, Max Scherzer and uh, a lot of other people's birthdays. Let me take a look here for A Rod, Max Scherzer, Jordan Speed, Darius Leonard. I am sorry. Uh, We missed your birthday today, and I am especially sorry uh, to Brad Ziegler, who broke uh, the Major League Baseball record for having the longest streak in baseball without giving up a run as a rookie, uh, 28 innings. Uh, We did not get all of that in today just due to the time constraints of the show. Um, In addition to that, Adam Moronis from Fantasy Alarm. I want to thank Adam very much for making his time available on the show today to cover the NBA, but Adam has agreed to come back on the show tomorrow to preview the opening of the nba on thursday as well while we covered this breaking news with baseball joe so just to put everything there on the table there <laughs> <before> the
2: <show. laughs> well today is this day in fantasy sports uh, this is one of those historic moments i think that uh, if we were doing this show five ten years from now and wanted to look back on this day we go oh yes i remember that i remember where i was where i heard this bit of news and uh yes we're, we're still speculating still waiting and I think that's where we're at right now. We're in the waiting game right now until we see what the Phillies tests come back. And I think that's the other shoe here to drop that until we see what that is, then, you know, to what extent this really is, perhaps just the Marlins is manageable. And I don't want to say just the Marlins because one is too many in terms of outbreaks, but perhaps one team is manageable enough for Major League Baseball. If it becomes two. That's when we're going to see possibly some some mood shifts, some concept shifts as well. And uh, I think you would probably agree with that, right, Craig? If we start to see a second team have a rampant amount and all of a sudden you've got two taxi squads playing, then you start to question the integrity of the season as a whole, even though it's shortened already.
1: Yeah, and the Phillies are on the clock, Joe. I mean, that's that's really where we're at, and, and I think— that is really critical, and, and not so much who's positive, who's not, but that's going to show us, Joe, when basically a third of a Major League Baseball team uh, has tested positive and are infected, I, I don't think a season can be played if if the Phillies all also test positive, because that would basically mean that all the distancing and all of the masks and all of the fans not being there and throwing the balls away and not touching your mouth and doing all it, it may not matter. I mean, this, this virus may be that contagious that no matter what protocols you have in place, you're still going to get it. And then that's when it becomes dangerous for some people. And so I'm hopeful that we come out of this tomorrow with pot, with negative tests for the Phillies. But that will be, at this point, the real test. Because, I mean, I hate to lose the Marlins, but you know, baseball can, I, I suppose, afford to have one team be decimated. They cannot afford to make a mockery of the 2020 season. That I, I do not agree with. Okay, so provided that we have games today in baseball, and there are some, as you can see on social media, who think that all the games should be canceled today, I'll leave that for another day, another discussion. We'll have Scott Farrell on that later today. Uh, <laughs> let's look, Joe. Here we go. 340 Eastern is the first game, uh, first scheduled game of the day, and we have the Angels and Oakland Athletics, and the A's are minus 112 in this one, which means pretty much not no favorite here in this one, not giving the A's a lot of love here at home. You mentioned the struggles that Otani had over the weekend. No doubt about that. David Fletcher, by the way, is also another player on fire in baseball this weekend. I really think a very underrated player. Griffin Canning makes his first start of the season for the Angels. Chris Bassett for the Oakland Athletics. And uh, certainly we'll see what happens in this one, Joe. Uh, in particular, Matt Olsen had a huge walk-off shot this weekend with all of the extra inning in play going on, too. We'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, But a a toss-up game, I would say, today, 340s.
2: Yeah, I would agree with that. That's definitely a toss-up. This is a stay away from me here. But uh, certainly some things to watch here in this game, one of which is Griffin Canning. Uh, Let's see what this kid's got here. It's a fresh start for him, a new season for him. And I think a very important one, too, when you consider the Angels rotation and, and the start they've gotten off to. Somebody has to kind of stop the bleeding here and maybe save the bullpen a little bit. Because yesterday was not... Uh, an off day for the bullpen. I think we can uh, agree with that. Uh, Otani was not what uh, I think the angels had hoped and all of us had hoped. Let's be honest here. And they're already down Anthony Rendon. So this is a team that's hurting a little bit to start the season. And I think the team that had a lot of expectations coming into February, March. And then I think the closer we got here to this second season, Uh, The more you start to see these pieces start to fall apart here a little bit for the Angels. And it's unfortunate because there's a lot of money going to Rendon, a lot of expectations here. They have one of the best players, if not the best player in baseball, Mike Trout. And it would be a good story for the Angels to be good. It's kind of stunning to sit back and realize that Mike Trout has only three postseason games to his credit. He's got as many postseason games as he does MVP awards, for God's sakes. And we'd like to see a little bit more of this guy on the grand stage. But the rest of the team has to do their part, and it's going to be guys like Griffin Canning who have to step up in that void and start to do that, in my opinion, Craig. I mean, some of these pitchers, some of these guys are going to have to realize that, hey, you know, maybe I don't have the same stuff as some of these other guys out there on some other teams, but I've got to start going as quality starts. i got to go six innings. i got to get my team a chance to win, and I think it starts, say, with Griffin Canning. So it's a big start here. I know it's kind of crazy because we're a week into the season only, but this is a big start for Griffin Canning. Would you agree?
1: Yeah, no, I'm a fan of him. I I think the Angels at some point are going to have to either recommit the way that they do, uh, the way that they develop pitching. Maybe that's the term for it. I I don't know why their pitching has gone so wrong over the last few years and why so many of their pitchers have gotten hurt. But Canning, I think, is a potential budding star for them that, look, you're not wrong, Joe. Every start right now is magnified in a 60-game season. It is. And so if the angels are going to be a contender, even aside from Rendo not being there, they're going to need some excellent starts. So did not give them one on Sunday. I believe he's supposed to be back at the lineup today hitting, but uh, angels are under a lot of pressure. They've spent a lot of money on a lot of players. No doubt. They continue to do that. They just can't get that pitching right. And maybe it will start with Griffin canning today. All right. six oh five Eastern. The Tampa Bay Rays will take on the Atlanta Braves. The Braves uh, put Joe to bed early last night against the Mets. That's for sure. Uh, the uh the the rays are uh are a huge favorite today minus 152 i would say arguably one of the pitchers that i think that we're probably most looking forward to seeing what kind of step he, na- he makes next and a pitcher that on the fanduel sportsbook and everywhere else has some you know pretty low odds to maybe be the cy young award winner that just tells you how much people think of tyler Glass now, who pitches today at 605 eastern and mike fultonait which who was beat up a little in their exhibition game last time out against the marlins uh his Vila was significantly down in that one and he's a guy that can pump it 96 97 but he wasn't throwing that hard maybe that was by purpose. Uh, Braves are a tough team Joe Rays are one of those teams they figure out a way to win every year and in this one in particular they're back at home in a very significant favorite this afternoon.
2: Yes, the Braves' bats definitely awoke yesterday. Uh, really, from the uh, 10th inning of Saturday's game on, they really kind of showed up there. But look, you look at this game here, you don't want to put too much into that Fulton spring or 2.0 summer camp, whatever the hell we want to call it. Except I'm going to because Fultonevich is a guy that health has been a real question mark about, and Glass now there's a little bit of a question mark how long he's going to go in this game, and I think that's what kind of puts this one in a precarious situation because let's say Fultonevich is able to, you know, just keep this close and you barely get five innings out of Glass now. Well, you know, the bullpen's pretty good there in Tampa, but offense is pretty good here with the Braves too. Ozzy Albis has gotten off to a great start, so has Marcel Ozuna. Those are two guys swinging very hot bats right now as you're getting into Tampa. But it's hard not to be concerned with Fulton Evich. And I think this is what I kept talking about with the Braves in the offseason is, you know, they had to go out there and acquire, in my opinion, uh, a frontline starting pitcher with some veteran experience. And there were a few on the market. I did not think Cole Hamels was necessarily that guy. And unfortunately he hasn't been able to be that guy because he's dealing with injuries as well. So Fulton is a key piece. If he goes south here for the Braves, that could put them in a tenuous position. There's a huge start for glass too. Let's see how healthy he is how, how far he can go into this game because I'm with you. I think he's one of these dark horse candidates for Cy young. Uh, the odds are low. They're not too low. They're low enough to get interested in on FanDuel. That's for sure. But uh, I don't know. I think tonight is really again more of a stay away because the question is How deep into this game is Glasnow ready to go in this first start? And I think that is still in question.
1: Yeah, the Rays' bullpen is great, and they have some really high-velocity, high-end arms there. But if it's anything like what they did with Blake Snell over the weekend, which is only have him throw a couple of innings, I think that that is certainly a chance that that could end up happening. Uh, Earlier in the show, and it's something that we would like to do every day on the show, is bring you players who had hot starts over the weekend. And certainly there were a handful of players that got off really hot starts. And I want to mention them here before we go to the break. Uh, Kyle Lewis is hitting 364 this weekend, Joe. And he also hit two home runs. We've discussed that. Wow. Miguel Rojas put the Marlins on his back yesterday, and he almost hit for the cycle. Seven for 10, 700. One home run, five RBIs. Uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. hitting 636 with four runs scored. CJ Crone. Uh, 364 and he hit two home runs of course we talked about nelson cruz a little bit later in the show earlier in the show you can go back and watch that on demand uh any one of these players in particular joe you think that what you saw is real any any one of these players
2: well, Krohn is in a great spot in that lineup. Crone uh, also a good DFS purchase today on FanDuel. He's very reasonably priced. He's got a really good matchup as well. And uh, I think that's the one guy here that's going to get underrated, kind of a, a fly under the radar acquisition this year. But when you're hitting three or four for a team, even if it's a bad team, that means RBI opportunities, and Krohn's going to get those. Lewis got off to a great start, no doubt about that. But again, I, I kind of touched on it earlier. He's an all-or-nothing kind of guy, and those guys always scare me, especially in points leagues where there's negatives for strikeouts. It basically undoes the good he does when he hits a home run Jackie Bradley Jr. We've seen little spurts from him before. I wouldn't get too excited or go over the board about that. Rojas was the surprising one. I'm going to defer to you on Rojas. What's your take on him?
1: Yeah, I mean he got off to an amazing start and I'll tell you, uh, you know when you're missing so many players like the Marlins were yesterday and to see basically, I mean they don't put the I I don't think they put the C on the, on the jerseys anymore, Joe. I don't know why they don't do that anymore, but if they did with the marlins uh miguel rojas would have been that guy and uh and wow what a great game he had yesterday what a great start he got off to and certainly i applaud everything uh that he has meant to the marlins franchise because certainly without him i don't even know uh where they would have been uh uh, in that game yesterday. all right we'll be back with fantasy and reality right here on sports today on sports grid so make sure you stay tuned as we get ready to wrap it all up don't go away All right, welcome back. It's Fantasy Sports Today right here with you on SportsGrid. Craig Mish, Joe Pizapia, with you here. Follow us on Twitter at SportsGrid, at Craig Mish. That's me, at Joe Pizapia 17. That's this guy right here. You can follow him as well. And, uh, Joe, how was your Diamond Bets show over the weekend? But you you, you had one great weekend to cover here.
2: We did. Matt Stryker and I got to just, uh, you know, really enjoy ourselves for two hours and having some baseball and some fun little wagers between the two of us. You know, we did all of our predictions, tried to help people out in terms of that. But, look, it's – you got to take the good moments when you get them here. I think that's the lesson of 2020. If there's one thing that we're going to all take away collectively as a society. Take the good moments when you have them. Enjoy the little things because you don't know how long they're going to last. At the snap of Thanos' finger, everything could just kind of disappear on you. And that's the thing you have to understand at this point. That's where we're at. Uh, I think all of us are just holding our breath and hoping, like we said, that uh, the spread does not go to the next team. Because if it goes to the next team, that's when we start to worry. But look, it was at least one good weekend. We did a show about baseball. For seven full months, Craig, before we had a single baseball game played. So we did have That's some true. single baseball games played. So at least we got to see that, I guess. We'll see what happens from, uh, for this week.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, like here on this show, in the last four months, hey, even, though, football. Even, though there was a, even though there was a lot of stuff that, you know, looking back on it now, I can't believe we did. Um, there was really not a lot happening. But I remember you did a baseball show previewing baseball for seven months
2: two so, hours uh, nothing but baseball and look we had a good, good time we had a lot of fun. people were watching it which is you know they were watching it because because we tried to make it fun we tried to make it a look ahead and a look back we tried to you know take advantage of what baseball is and baseball is the great american experiment isn't it after all i mean it's one of these things that you know may not be the most popular sport in terms of ratings anymore but in terms of you know, what it means to the fabric of this country, it still exists and it's still important in that sense. And I think that when times are bad, we look to baseball and that's why not having baseball during this time, I think has been doubly complicated and more difficult for all of us because baseball is that one fallback for all of us, that safety blanket, that thing we feel good about. Well, when all else fails, you have the ball game and you have the ball game every day, which is different than yeah. the NFL. You know, you don't have, you have the NFL once a week, you know, so I don't know, twice, three times when you have Thursday and Friday. But you know what I mean? You have that, that team you watch once. Baseball's every day. You always have the ball game at the end of the day that you need it. At night, you turn it on or the Sunday afternoon where you just need the ball game. And not having that's made that difficult. Let's hope that we don't lose it here. But uh, look, this has been a fun two hours regardless with you getting uh, to at least kind of talk it all out. I feel like this has been a lot of therapy between us the last four months. See,
1: for sure. <laughs> You know, uh, for a couple of things. First of all, uh, number one, I got to ask you this: I oh, haven't no. been to a baseball game in four months, and now I'm not going to be at one the next two days. So I'm going right. to I'm going to ask you, Joe. Here is the total: the total of me being able to go to one game in 2020 is set at a half right now. <laughs> Over
2: or under? Will I get to go to see a game? <laughs> You know what? Uh, I, I always go to greed, right? So greed is going to put me at the over. I think this gonna, you know, there's money to be made by people. They're going to try their best to get this done. That's how we got here to get a season in the first place, right? Everyone said that we were going to get there. And what did I always tell you? Greed always wins. And they agreed. They agreed, and we had the start of a season. We went back and we played. So I'm gonna continue to rely on greed. Greed makes the world go around, unfortunately, uh, or maybe fortunately for Craig Mish being able to go to the ballpark. So I'll say the over. What say you? <sighs> um, <laughs> that says it all. Need not say more than that. That that sigh of, I, of I, despair. I, over.
1: I cannot. I mean, I was all prepared to go right after I the know. show to the game.
2: You no, know, you had everything I ready to on, go.
1: From the game
2: with my phone. I know, I know you did. Anyway, I know you're looking forward to it, but safety first. My yeah. All
1: right, here we go. Fantasy reality. Let's end this strong. Uh, Grand slam on Friday. Uh, for the A's. Matt Olson. Uh, four runs scored in the tenth inning of the Mets uh, Braves game Saturday in the tenth inning too. Lots of action. A lot of drama with them. Them starting a, a runner out on second base. In fact, one team scored a run without even getting a hit. Uh, Here we go. Uh, The fantasy reality question that we're starting off with today, Joe, the new extra inning rule is great for baseball. True or false, fantasy or reality?
2: It's reality. Shake the dust off, you old farts. It's okay to try new things. Yes, it's a reality. This was great. It was like sudden death baseball. And I appreciate the fact that, yes, the beauty of baseball is that you're not done until you're last out and all this. But you know What? I don't need 16, 17-inning baseball games anymore. I just don't need it. The, the the teams are not built. The players are not built for it. It's just not something we can have anymore. But this was great. This was drama. My father called me up on the weekend completely confused. After Saturday's game, why is there a guy on second base? He's a casual sports fan. my father. What's going on? I don't understand this. What? And I had to talk to him and explain to the whole thing why they did it, WBC rules, and all these other things. I personally loved it. I think it was great. It created some drama. It created actual strategy and some things going on there. And you got some offense late in games. It felt like the equivalent of penalty kicks. And I like penalty kicks, okay? So it was fun for me. I say reality, Craig. Fantasy or reality for you. It's good for baseball.
1: I'm, I'm going to say fantasy, but I, I was warm to some of that excitement in the 10th inning in a couple of games. I, I think that it's good for this year. Clearly to get people out of that ballpark as fast as possible. And, and I think something new is always good. And I think it is fun. Um, but I, I think next year you just go back to the reg, regular extra inning rules. Now, I, can, I, reserve, I, I reserve the right to change my opinion on this one because I've only seen one weekend. I haven't seen two months. But uh, you know, I don't know. There's uh, who, what, which team was it that scored without getting a hit and won in the tenth? <laughs> you're, you're on
2: the fence. I could tell already. You're kind of on the fence about it. I like, am you're, you're on like, the fence. No, I, I, I,
1: I, but I gotta, I gotta give an answer here. That's what we do. So I'm gonna say it's fantasy on that one. All right, here we go. Uh, this is fantasy and reality question number two. We knew this was gonna happen at some point. Mets Edwin Diaz on Saturday gave up a home run. He blew a save. Remember, he got the first save of the season. Blew the second one. So he's Fifty percent. Uh, Here is the fantasy reality question, and the question is: Will uh, Dylan Betances? This is not a question; it is an answer. Dylan Betances will take over as the closer for the Mets. Is that fantasy or reality, Joe?
2: I think it's going to be reality. I do, uh, and uh, I'm not trying to be hyperbolic. I think it's going to end up being a committee. I think confidence has to be waning for the organization and for Edwin Diaz right now. You know, I understand. Uh, look. You just can't keep going out there and giving home runs <laughs> like you just can't do it, especially because the Mets tend to have these razor thin uh, opportunities for W's anyway. And it's very frightening right now if you're the Mets organization, because you gave up a prospect in Jared Lenick, who many people believe is going to be a star. And you gave him up for Edwin Diaz, who is a young closer, but a closer, a guy who only impacts about 70 innings a year for a guy who could be an everyday player. And. You took on the enormous contract of Robinson Cano at a certain point in time. I don't know when you cut your losses on this, but it's starting to feel more like reality to me that he's going to take over at least into a committee situation. So fantasy reality, Betances takes over as closer for the Mets, Craig.
1: I'm going to say fantasy. I think Familia is going to get the crack. At the Mets. <laughs> I
2: think yeah, they're going to I go see.
1: back to Harris Familia as closer of the Mets. If Diaz ends up losing the gig, what will that require? That's probably one more blown save. I think most closers have the shelf life of three blown saves in Major League Baseball. After you blow the third one, the manager comes out the next day and says, he's still the closer. I'm just going to give him a couple of days to get get his money. (laughs) Essentially, you're not the closer anymore when that happens, by the way. If you're a closer and you're watching out there, you're not the closer anymore when the manager says that. Just a a quick tip. Uh, So I'm going to say fantasy will not be Batansis, It will be Familia in this spot.
2: I see what you right. did there. It's not a bad pivot. He has looked pretty good, but uh familias had his share of blown saves and losing that job too. It's a, it's As a storied past of the Braden and Loopers and Armando Benitez's of the world. Billy Wagner even was was very good for a short period of time, but he had some moments where he blew some big ones too. It's something about that blue and orange, where all of a sudden the ninth inning gets very tenuous.
1: Yep. And uh finally, let's move on to Justin Verlander. Uh one year left on his deal and who knows where we stand with verlander it's been mixed reports i I suppose we should go off what verlander said which is that he is not out for the season from a competitive point of view if if he was out for the season i think that you would know it i think that they would make that clear but he says no so we always have to lean on the side of the player but we also can ask the question fantasy or reality we've seen the last of him pitching at all in major league baseball joe
2: I'm going to say fantasy, and maybe this is wishful thinking, but uh, I think right now there's a lot of scared fantasy people out there, and rightfully so. Uh, Justin Verlander is one of the great competitors in Major League Baseball. I think he's proven that over the years. And and it's funny because we have short-term memory loss. Remember just a few years ago, he was left for dead for everybody, right? Where he was just bottoming yeah. out in Detroit, and he had had core muscle surgery and really had a hard time coming back from that. And people like, oh, he's done, he's done, he's done. And then... And then he rebounded and ended up in Houston, and it's been, oh, Justin Verlander, Hall of Famer. So I'm going to say fantasy. He is not done just yet, so let's not uh, panic and overreact, Craig. Where are you at with this
3: one?
1: Yeah, I think Verlander will be back. I I don't see any possible way that this is the end. I would say that it it may be the end of seeing the guy that won those Cy Youngs. I mean, that's possible, but I ruled him out a few years ago, too. I, I did not think that he would make this kind of comeback. And look, maybe we should give the Astros a lot of credit for that happening because they've taken other pitchers and, and remade their careers, rebuilt their careers. We saw recently with Charlie Morton. Maybe Verlander can come back as a different sort of pitcher, but inevitably I think that we would both agree that he is one of the few pitchers that is pitching right now in the game that we could say is headed for Cooperstown when it's all said and done. I, I don't think that there is any arguing about that one, is there?
2: No, there isn't. You know, and, and there. look, there were – Despite today's doom and gloom and despite all the difficult things we had to talk about today, there were some great baseball moments this weekend. And there were also some really fun little baseball tidbits and things. I don't know if you saw it, uh, but somebody actually paid to put Steve Bartman's cutout logo uh, in Wrigley Field in his famous seat where that happened. I don't know if you saw that, but I thought that was one of the. Uh, more entertaining, haha! And look, Bartman got a ring. Let's not forget the Cubs gave him a ring when they finally did win. And I guess I want to ask you another question, too, because we didn't have uh, the ability to squeeze it in today. But is it fantasy or reality that it's okay to make jokes about it now that the Cubs have won? Is it okay? Like, is that funny now? Is that reality?
1: Hey, it's funny for us. I still don't think it's funny for the Cubs. <laughs> they don't. Even, you know, they did go on to win the World Series, and, yeah. and it, it well, should be that all over team.
2: with. Yeah.
1: Not that team. It is not funny to that team. That's for sure. And I, I have gotten a kick out of seeing all the faces in the stands this weekend, and and seeing them behind home plate, and then googling and looking up and seeing how much it costs to have your face there, and
2: you know, sort of a lot of dogs to too. I see a lot of pets. I, I
1: see a lot see of different things. See,
2: yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, it's like been fun. Like, like that, you know, they, there's been some picture, Joe. What's that?
1: If you're going to take that picture, you got to make it memorable, right? Like you don't want just I like your, right. And and a lot of them were just like,
2: (laughs) I would like to, uh, if I could get the cardboard cut out of your face, the disdain Craig Mish face that you often see on the show uh, whenever I say something, there it is, or I say something and Craig rolls his eyes, he goes, it's more of this. It's no, you don't look up. It's more of this. That's the one that I would like to cardboard cut out if I could. That's definitely, that's the winner for me. I want to put that right behind home plate so I can see it every single pitch. (laughs)
1: <laughs> all right so, so uh, we got to take a break here on on fantasy sports today on sports grid and then uh i'll be back with you guys a little bit later today appearing on scott farrell's show coast to coast so you can catch me there and for all of the breaking news our our great team here at sports grid on social media you can follow us at sports grid um, also follow me on twitter at craig mish and the latest on everything in baseball i'll certainly have it for you We'll make sure that we get that to you as well. But coming up next is the Sports Grid 60. We have one final opinion of the day, and then we'll bring it to you next. And don't forget, Joe and I will be right back here tomorrow at noon Eastern, and we'll get back to baseball get back to baseball discussion, and some NBA as well. So don't go away. Stay on the grid. We're back in just two. all right welcome back it is fantasy sports today here on sports grid i'm craig mish and i got a busy day ahead of me i can tell you that for sure <laughs> but before we get out of here let's uh, kick it over to joe Pizapia, and he's got a very strong opinion for the sports grid 60 joe take it away
2: a rarity nowadays, but baseball for two hours, burying the lead of a huge football story. Jamal Adams getting dealt to the Seattle Seahawks for two first rounders in successful years. And let me tell you something. This is a great move for the Seahawks. You're bringing in a big time player and all cost you really was next year's number one. Yeah, another number one, too. But you weren't going to get a player as good as Adams. And all of a sudden, the Seahawks, in my opinion, just might be the favorite in the NFC West because of it
1: all right thanks very much joe a little football there to end the show okay very cool uh i'll end it here of course with baseball and everything going on with the miami marlins uh really kind of a sad state of affairs what's happened there with that team talk about all the building and rebuilding and new ownership with Derek jeter and bruce sherman and uh and hoping to compete in a 60 game season And you get off to this start of two and one which is like playing 10 games and instead you have no idea what's in your future so Kind of a sad way to end the show today, but hopefully there are good news ahead and uh, there is good news ahead. And I certainly think that there will be hopefully for people who are backing the Marlins in 2020. So uh, that'll do it. That will do it for our show today. I know it's been a different sort of show that we've had here today. And I want to thank all of you for being along here on the ride. Make no mistake about it. Joe will be right back here with me tomorrow at noon Eastern as we cover Major League Baseball. Will they continue? Will it stop? Postponed? Canceled? What is in store? I am sure between now and the morning, a lot will happen. So you'll want to stay right here on Sports Grid. I'll talk to you guys a little bit later today as I join Scott Farrell on his Coast to Coast show. I'll give you the latest update as well. I uh, hope you guys have a great day. That'll be here on Sports Grid on Fantasy Sports today, and uh, I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. And have a good day. See ya.